Welcome back, guys, to the Chaos Creed podcast, where I bring you committed messages for the rebel-minded and take my position as a messenger to inspire you to find your purpose and follow your creed. Okay, guys, here we are for the next episode of the Chaos Creed podcast, episode number four. Number four and number five are going to be together because I'm going to do what I call the 10 musts for men. And so the first five we're going to do in this podcast and the next five we'll do in the next. So here we go. I want to present you guys with the 10 musts I have for us men. These aren't the rules. They're just mine. These are the top 10 things I pay attention to the most to become the best version of myself and the person I present to the world. You guys may completely see the world differently. Or you may see some things the way I do. Hopefully you do. What matters most is that we're open to each other, that we can look at life from another man's perspective, short respect, and say, hey, dude, I never thought of it like that. That's a great point. The reason I'm even presenting this to you really is because as much as I have to work on at becoming a better man, I know a lot of you guys too. A lot of us have things that we have to work on. We just have to accept this. I'm only presenting a space for us men to trust each other and connect with one another, to stand up and admit that we're all flawed and we can put our heads together and show some vulnerability, that we can all become stronger versions of ourselves. This list is for the men out there like me that want to be better for themselves, better for the women they love, and better for the world that they want to influence, guys. So I'll be presenting the first five of the rules, like I said, and start off with some quotes that I love before each rule, things that kind of jog the mind a bit. And then next week, we'll get to the next five on the next podcast. So let's not waste another minute. Let's jump right into these. So number one, quote, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and be who you are by Brene Brown. Accept who you are. What you are right now may not be the man you were, or definitely not the man you want to be, but that's the beauty of our growth. That's the sign of our growth. You always want to be better, right? We should always want to be better. But the most efficient way to continue to grow is accepting the imperfect man that you are. Giving yourself the grace to be flawed, no matter what the mistake is that you've made or the mistakes you're going to make. Who you are today doesn't mean that's who you always have to be. If you think that you're flawed, you are. We all are. If you think you're a good man, you are. If you think that you're a hard ass, you probably are. If you think that you're impatient and explode on people, you probably are. The point is that all of us have something. All of us have the flaws. All of us have a bit of us that is a little off, that's not like the rest, and not like anything other any other man has. And that's cool. You know, we have to accept the parts of us that are great and accept the parts of us that are not so great. Accepting who you are right now will mean kindness, compassion, and grace for who you are right now. Here, in this moment, in the present, you can change who you are. Who you are only changes when you decide in advance that you will change for the next moment. The one that hasn't happened yet. So, 
if you can accept who you are in this moment, you are more easily going to be able to decide how you will be in the next. This is all about loving yourself, gentlemen, and there's nothing unmanly about doing so. I promise I've been doing it for a long time now. I love that I love myself, and I love that I'm comfortable saying that I love myself. Loving ourselves leads into us loving other people more and accepting other people more. It leads us into a full range of our emotions instead of the quote-unquote dominator personality. Rule number two, quote, it is not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. Mother Teresa. Be kind, not nice. Yes, these are two different things. To be nice is to placate. Being nice is to wear a mask. To fake it till you're out of the situation that has forced itself on you. Being nice is shallow, and it means you're not allowing yourself to understand why you're committing the action or saying the words that you say. You're not in touch with the moment. Being nice is fake, and it removes all honest intention from any situation because you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings or look rude. Being nice means you had to listen to other people's problems and act interested. You had to hold the door for the old lady who's taking a year to get through it because her steps are about three inches and your blood pressure rises because of your impatience. You had to talk to the little boy in the waiting room with his mom in the doctor's office because he's on a kitty crack and his nonstop mind has to speak uncontrollably without boundary. And you wouldn't want to look rude, so you nod your head consistently like a dippy bird because that's all the effort you can muster. Now here's the difference. To be kind is to be real. To be kind is to show interest, real interest, patience, perspective, understanding. Kindness is done with intention. To be kind is to hold the door because you know it will take her more energy to make it through the door than an energy it takes you to survive your entire day. To be kind is to listen to the little boy's stories because everything is new and great to him. And you understand that to share with an adult makes a child feel connected and worthy, just as you did when you were a little kid. There's a fine line between kindness and being nice, but it's all in how you approach the moments in front of you. Being nice is unfair because it takes away the beauty of moments and replaces them in your path as some sort of obstacle for you to suffer through. When you think of kindness, you present yourself in a situation that allows a heartfelt connection and an open-minded perspective even. Kindness, guys, is love. Kindness is letting people know they are not alone and that the world cares. Rule number three. Quote, Before God, we are all equally wise and equally foolish. Albert Einstein. And I'm not really a religious person, but this one had an effect on me and I thought it was perfect for this next rule. But I also added another rule that was just as great and I just couldn't leave it out. Quote, if you want to see the true measure of a man, watch how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. J.K. Rowling. And I don't like to think of other people, I don't like to think of other men as inferiors or equals or superiors. I think it puts too big of this one I'm about to talk about, hierarchy, in place of things where there shouldn't be one. I don't really believe in this hierarchy system. I think it's just 
in all honesty, it's just a negative thing that the men or the man mindset has that I think is toxic. However, on to the rule. Get rid of your superiority complex. I'm going to get a little challenging on this one. You say you don't have a superiority complex? Stick with me. I have a hard time pronouncing things. Maybe you don't. But how about the judgment you pass on the 27-year-old emo guy because how the fuck could he wear that shit at his age? It's not normal, and he should be matured out of that by now, right? How about the fire you feel in your blood when a woman lifts more than you? Shoots better than you? How about when she can out-debate you? When she can win the challenge? Yeah, this shit is a superiority mindset. You're infuriated by the challenge. How about when you step on a job as a boss? When a position you earned after your years of learning, making mistakes, and gaining all that experience to become that boss. When you decide to yell at your subordinates because how could they be so stupid? How could they be this ignorant? You told them five times and they still don't get it. How about when you tear down their ego with sarcasm and passive aggressive comments that diminishes their work, efficiency, and knowledge? Perks of a boss or superiority issues? No other man let alone any person, should have to deal with your superiority issues. No one should feel belittled by you, intimidated by your voice, in fear of your presence, or anticipating your lethal lashes. A man should be a leader, not a boss, and I promise you, there's a difference here. The world we live in lets this shit happen. So we think it's okay. Or even worse, we think it's our right. We think we've earned our way through the ranks that we can actually take power over the ones that are still quote-unquote, below us. Because why? Because we ate the dirt. Because we had to deal with the blame and the hostility of our own bosses when we were subordinate. But everything we learn isn't always what is best for the world. Men are damn good at creating and promoting war and challenge. It's part of our instinct to, to protect our territory. Whether it be in our tribal instinct to protect the females that we earn the right to mate with, tens of thousands of years ago, or the manager position that we fought through the ladder to get to. But we don't need that anymore. That instinct doesn't work for creating bond and trust and acceptance. It creates resentment and challenge and rivalry. You may not be as safe as you think you are on the top of your perch. Even kings can be knocked off their throne, guys. We gain so much more if we rally together and create together, rather than build a dominance hierarchy, a ranking system. Side by side is always better than kneeling before a superior. So you're probably thinking, how do we do this? It means always keeping yourself neutral, doing the best that you possibly can to stay neutral, always knowing that you're not any better than the man next to you knowing that he always has something that you don't and vice versa. Keeping yourself on a level playing field, overcoming great adversity will take us men creating a pack, not becoming a lone wolf. Together, men, we can create some pretty bomb shit when we work as one. Rule number four, quote, it's scary what a smile can hide. Anonymous, I had a hard time finding anybody that this was directly related to. 
rule. Feel your fucking feelings. Seriously, guys. Hide that shit and you'll never get anywhere. Take what quote-unquote being a man was taught to you by the masculine world you grew up in, including me, because if it's anything like mine was, and go ahead and toss it. You guys know what definition I'm talking about. The rugged, no flaw, no weakness, challenge when I do, men don't cry attitude that most of us were fed. Changing this is going to take vulnerability and real honesty. This is going to be your challenge. For real. This part sucks. Because it's all you've ever known. And even though I didn't see it until recently, my childhood confession to myself was that I should always be tough. I shouldn't cry. I should man up. That I should rub dirt on it to get back up and stop bitching. There's two things we can take from this, if this is how we were generally raised. Number one, I don't want you to think that we shouldn't get up. I don't want you to think that you shouldn't be tough. Our dads wanted us to be tough, and for good reason. We should be tough. There's a lot of things that our dads taught us to make us resilient and enduring. Fantastic shit, guys. Thank God for that part. But it also instilled in us that this is all we needed. That to survive, we only needed to be able to beat out the competition and to hold our positions. That there was no room for soft stuff, because then we could be taken advantage of. Guys, if winning is all we were about, we wouldn't be human. And we definitely wouldn't be civilized. Thank baby Jesus for the women who try to constantly get us to understand the fact that they want us to feel, not to fix. I still have a hard time with this one. It's not easy. I haven't I haven't conquered this one yet. Who knows if I ever will. Maybe men don't, but we do our best. The best way to do this, honestly, is to find guys that you can actually trust to show weakness to. Guys that are willing to help pry apart the cage that holds your soul and give you a chance to escape with your heart still intact before you no longer have one. Rule number five, quote, expectation is the root of all heartache, William Shakespeare. Rule, get rid of expectations. This is gonna be a hard one because we all expect ourselves to be great, especially as men. We can ask the women on this, but for real, men are so goddamn hard on ourselves. But hopefully I can get you to understand my view on this. The expectations that we have of others, of our work, there is no such thing as perfection. Don't expect perfection. There is only a skill you've honed so great that your mistakes are very few. That's as close as you're going to get, guys. The problem with expectations is, is that when we don't achieve them, or they are not met by another, we hurt. And if it's done enough, then we resent. Even with our work, if the world doesn't receive it the way that we expect, then we hate the world for not seeing us or what we have created. The problem with expectation in men is that when it's not met, it seems to be reflected in anger and in rage and hostility and challenge. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. We want to be worthy. We oddly enough even want to be seen as a formidable opponent. That male superiority shit again. So what do we do when we have high expectations? We accept. 
We accept that we may not be up to par, or someone else may not be. We accept that maybe we're not meant to do that job, not because we didn't try hard enough, but it's not our greatest strength. We accept that a relationship may not work, not because they weren't good enough, or we weren't good enough, or you didn't try hard enough, but because not all humans connect as well as we'd like to. That's why some people we're going to be friends with and some people we can't, right? Expectations really are about someone or something that you hold to your standards. And your standards may not be attainable by someone else, and your standards may be expecting yourself to be accomplished without failure. So once you do fail, you implode. You shame yourself and criticize instead of allowing yourself the grace of flaw. Expectations is still a little fuzzy for me. I'm still working on understanding it more myself, but for me, when I don't expect to be my best all the time, I try harder to be the best. When I don't expect someone else to live up to my expectations from them, I'm pleasantly surprised when I get extra love or attention. Expectation really is a distraction. It forces you to think about how the external world is going to affect you instead of focusing on how you're going to affect the world. Don't expect what's to come. You focus on the bracing yourself to reaction instead of your actions. Just act and accept the reaction. A lot of these things I've talked to you about today include humans as a whole, not just men. I speak to you as men because I am one. I speak to you because we speak a language that we both understand. I challenge you to become better because you are instinctively built to face challenge. But this isn't a challenge of which one of us will take the ring. This is a challenge of how many of us can fit inside the ring to face the evil beyond its borders. I created this list because I thought they were important to what it means to be fully balanced as a man. A version of ourselves that shows all emotion, understands ourselves better, and understands others better. I really hope you guys gain something from these first five rules, and I'll meet you in the next week with the next five. If you like what you heard or you want to let me know my perspective is different from yours, go ahead and comment. Or if you like it, share it with someone else who needs to hear these. We can only get better, guys. Only better. Come back next week for the next five rules. I'll see you guys next time. Stay strong and be rebel-minded.